Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we talk with Sherry Kessler. Sherry, as you'll discover in this podcast, is a woman who does it all, including a jump out of an airplane, apparently. But if I were to focus the laser just a little bit, I'd say Sherry is a physical therapist and yoga instructor who snowshoes, runs, and brings groups together for lots of fun. Over the next hour or so, Sherry and I chat a bit about her never-ending quest to learn all the things, as well as how she leaned heavily on running and determination to get her through some of the rough patches in life. Sherry's one of those people for whom running and yoga are so integrated into her life that she just doesn't even think about them anymore. So much so that she wouldn't have even mentioned her nine-year, that I said that, nine-year running streak if Mort wasn't there to uh, poke at it. Speaking of Mort, you'll notice a few participants in the peanut gallery during this episode. We recorded this episode in front of a live studio audience, I guess. Actually, in, in front of a fireplace at Sherry's house. Mort joined to make sure Sherry was extra nervous of him divulging secrets, and her husband Dave was there as well, you know, to watch the fun and make sure I covered all of the finer points of Sherry's running life. So, I mentioned snowshoeing, and, well, I also mentioned Mort Nace, so it seems like a great time to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Goose Adventure Racing. They're a new sponsor, and if you want to hear more about them, you can listen to the previous podcast, uh, episode 41. Goose Adventure Racing is back at it this winter racing season with a full series of snowshoe races. Racers will earn points for each race they finish, points are tallied at the end of the series, prizes and adulations ensue. It all kicks off on January 7th with Frozen Assets, Goose's original 5K-ish snowshoe race is now in its 16th year at Harriet Hollister Spencer Park in Honeyoy, New York. The view overlooking Honeyoy Lake is worth more than the $10 price of admission. And the post-race brewery party in Honeyoy Falls is always good time. The random draw raffle at the brewery is also your first chance at a free entry into the 2017 Muddy Sneaker. Two weeks later, on Sunday, January 15th, is the now single-distance 8K Winterfest Snowshoe Race at Menden Ponds Park. This year's race will have overall prizes and some awards for age group winners. And for those of you that listen to the podcast, it runs all over my favorite loop out there, the old 10K. But it does it backwards, sideways, upside down. It's, it's different, but the same. Familiar, let's call it. Uh, next up... The Groundhog will dictate the rules for Goose's longest snowshoe event, the six-hour Cast-A-Shadow snowshoe relay and solo race on February 4th. Cast-A-Shadow is really just a six-hour-long party at Black Creek Park with some lung-busting snowshoe racing in between. Solo racers might miss the warmth of the lodge, but chasing that elusive winter snowshoe marathon is enough to keep you warm. Real warm. All racers are provided with some aid throughout the race and a post-race meal. If six hours seems a little nutty, you can always give the little rodent four-ish mile a race a try in the morning. 
The six-hour racers will love you for breaking trail for them, and you might just walk away with a prize for your efforts. The Little Rodent Race is not part of the series, so don't feel like it's necessary to double up and run both races that day. Uh, the Goose Series ends with the brand new Nordic Fest 10K Snowshoe Race at Coming Nature Center on February 18th. The proceeds from the finale go to Coming Nature Center and the Genesee Valley Nordic Ski Patrol. Your Nordic Fest registration will come with a post-race meal, race awards, and final series awards ceremony for the point leaders. With all of Goose's snowshoe races, anytime there's not sufficient snow to wear the snowshoes, the race will be held as a trail race. But that's not going to happen this year. So if you said to me, you said, Chris, I can only run one of the Goose snowshoe events. Which one should I run? I'd probably say Cast a Shadow on account of the lodge and watching the six-hour marathoners and the energy of the relay teams, plus the fact that it's on the best side, you know, the west side. But then again, Frozen Assets is also awesome because the after party might actually last longer than the race. I also like Winterfest because, well, as I mentioned, it's in Menden Ponds. You know, got a soft spot for that place there. And I have no idea what the Nordic Fest will be like, but it'll probably be awesome because Coming Nature Center is super cool and they have a ton of trails out there. So I'm guessing Goose got really creative. So run them all. I mean, heck, they're cheap and they're only all two weeks, one after the other. So you got time, do it. But if you were going to say, Chris, I can only spectate one race, I'd say you can't miss Cast a Shadow. It's, it's perfect for spectating, hanging out all day, go in, come out of the lodge, watch the six-hour marathoners doing their thing. It's really, it's really a good time all day. So check out Cast a Shadow if you just want to see what the environment of a goose race is like. You can register for all these races at Ultra Sign Up, and you can find more information, links, pictures, and so much more stuff on the Goose Adventure Racing website, which is roadsarepoison.com. Links directly to the registration page and the Goose page will be available in the show notes. Show notes, show notes, where to find those show notes? On your podcast player, of course. Just kind of scroll up or down, look at the player and see if they pop up there. Or at runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash zero four two. Also, if you go out there and sign up, you can get them dropped right in your email, which is, you know, convenient for some folks. All right. One last thing before we get started in our chat with Sherry, our Ascent Collective photo contest from episode 40. Shannon Oaks has won the social media download. She shared a picture that Ascent took of her daughter absolutely crushing the finish at Red Noose Racing's Lucifer's Crossing uh, down in Ithaca. It was pretty awesome. Her daughter's 11 years old. She had to run through a rainstorm, and man, she crushed it. It was really cool. So have a peek at the picture in the show notes. Solid work by Ascend and by Shannon's daughter. Uh, and a reminder, you can still get 20% off all your favorite photos at Ascend Collective website using the code RIO. That's RIO, running inside out. That's good until December 31st, so if you've got any last-minute gifts to purchase or you just want to brighten someone's new year, maybe even your own new year, head out to theascendcollective.com, 
Pick a few of your favorite shots. Use the code RIO when you check out and get 20% off. Buy a big one. It's more bucks saved. That's the math. It's You can't prove it wrong. And with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester runners. I'm going to want, I'm going to like to know about Little Sherry because I don't think anybody knows about Little, little Run and Sherry. Okay. What do you think about Little Run and Sherry? <laughs> Canandaigua Sherry, yeah. Wow, that was that was a couple years ago. <laughs> Bill Clinton was president. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> he was maybe born. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, so really, I mean, you've been you seem like somebody that's been running sort of like forever, so that's how old I look. Thank you. Just kidding. <laughs> Before there were shoes. Before there were shoes, I was running. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So barefoot running is a thing. I did actually barefoot run a little bit in the very beginning. Yeah? Yeah. I started running when I was about 12. 12? With my dad. Okay. My dad had taken up running in the 70s when it was not cool. No, it, it was like when short shorts, right? I mean, short shorts, and he was a construction worker, so extra not cool. Oh, nice! And the long socks. Yeah, he he had good legs, so short socks, you know. Yep. Oh, he did short socks. <laughs> All right, short shorts, shorter short socks. shorts, shorter socks. It's <laughs> a lot of burn showing. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, it's about my dad. <laughs> well, hey, if he's the one, if he's the one that got you in the running, he did. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So it, he was running, and you he decided, was running, and you followed him around. Kind of. I I fought it for a while because I just thought it was a little weird. But I was twelve and had other things to do. So, um, so I uh, one day I decided that maybe it was I should try it. Right. So we lived in the country and started running down the dirt road a little bit and made it about a hundred yards. And this, this is hard. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this anymore, but I mean, my dad used to take us out even before that we were active and we actually started paddling first and then skiing, cross country skiing. And then the running came later. See, this is the thing. Like you do all the things. There's more right? that I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things you don't do. Have you skydived? I have. See, this is what I'm saying. Have you ever been in a submarine? No. Oh, I have. Not an actual, not an actual like live active submarine, but at the Buffalo Naval Park, there's a submarine there. I was in the fake submarine at the Rochester Museum and Science Center, but it was just like something you did again. See uh, more. Yeah. Okay, so you were paddleboarding first. No, canoeing. Canoeing. Okay. So what? uh, Like in the lake. In the ocean? Canandaigua Lake. Canandaigua, that Canandaigua counts? Canandaigua is where the story all started. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. So you were canoeing in Canandaigua Lake. Yep. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not exciting. So let's, let's, oh, canoeing was the first thing that, I, right. my dad was really pretty adventurous and trying new things, but also very competitive. Oh, so, competitive canoeing. 
Yes, I started racing. I must have been six, racing with my dad. Wow. Yeah. Maybe okay. maybe I was a little. I don't know. My it's kids are my kids are six, and I could not even consider them racing in a boat. Nonetheless, holding a paddle. Yeah, I mean, they would they would get in and they'd just be messing around. They probably hit each other with the paddles. You know, it probably could race with one of them, not not both of them. No. <laughs> well, it started off like my dad would steer he's in the back, and then I would just paddle around. I probably paddled, you know three times for every 30 strokes of his, but so you are the horsepower. Oh yeah, totally. Definitely. Look at these guns. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you, you're paddling, you're outside generally living in the country, cross country skiing. You had son. Well, and then somehow you got the snowshoeing, right? Cause we snowshoed on Saturday. That wasn't our, our first, that wasn't your first time. That was not my first time. No. No, I was snowshoeing before snowshoeing back in my day like this is what's it sounding like oh my goodness but yeah it started <laughs> snowshoeing one of my uncles brought snowshoes to Menden once and we were skiing I mm-hmm. think I was I think I was on break from college and he said well we'll go for a ski and then I got something for you to try and this was my adventurous uncle mm-hmm. we had lots of fun together so yeah and he um so we've skied for a bit and then he said just put these on and I was like what are we doing now and I thought we were just gonna you know kind of (laughs) tromps around Menden but instead he just started running in them and I thought he's a fool (laughs) and then I tried it and I thought he yes he is definitely a fool and so am I so let's keep going let's keep going so yeah that was that was my intro and it was was an ancient pair of red feathers maybe Hmm. I don't even really remember so I bought snowshoes last year, and we had no snow last year. I snowshoed once, not in my snowshoes. So Saturday, our run was the, the I took the tags off the snowshoes. I was Saturday. there for your first snowshoe on your snowshoes. On my actual shoes, yep. You and did that a was good like job. Perfect. Did you fall? I did not fall. Oh, It was too flat. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh, didn't I mean, fall. It's half the fun. I could have pushed me into an anthill or something. <laughs> You know, but uh, so I didn't, though. those were pretty, that was like perfect conditions. Absolutely perfect on Saturday. Perfect. I went out yesterday and how were the conditions? They, um, there's like water under the snow. Oh. It was a little slushy. So we went around Ellison, which is normally wet to begin with. And so it was a little slushy, but we tromped around four more miles. So I did four and four, eight miles of snowshoeing this weekend. You just killed last year's record. <laughs> I just destroyed it. Right? You did. Like, actually, I didn't because I ran around the Badger Oak course with Eric Egan last year. That's what I did the one day. And I kicked my Achilles and was all swollen for like three weeks. So this year I bought high tops. High tops? Yeah. Like, like Chuck Taylor's? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Curious. They're, they're sort of like that. They're, they're ultra high tops. Okay. They're pretty sweet. I was showing them off to Mark. But if you wore Chuck Taylors, if I wore Chuck that would Taylors, be a big statement. It could break my ankle and those things. <laughs> Just lace so, them up a little tighter. So where, if you do, this is not about me. This is about you. I know, right but now. you're interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so your 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 crazy adventurous uncle gets you running in snowshoes. Yeah. Okay. There was no such thing as a snowshoe race because that was before Mort. Right. <laughs> right. Came up with. Running in snowshoes. Running in snowshoes. Right. So you were like, hey, guys, look at this. I'm running in these snowshoes. And they were like, we should have a race. And then suddenly- No, I did not invent <laughs> snowshoe running. <laughs> came down with a tablet and said, thou shalt run in snowshoes. 
No, I just thought it was a foolish thing to do. And right, I, you know, and we, re- I was just thankful that no one else was on the trails at Menden that day because that was not something <laughs> people, normal people, did. They still, normal people still don't snowshoe. I, That's why I, <laughs> I love going to snowshoe races because it's not normal people. No, it's some some strange birds. Mm-hmm. So that was you said you were like twelve years old. Around then? Well, that's when I started running. I mean, snowshoe, okay. snowshoeing was a little bit later. All right. And yeah. so did you run like throughout high school? Were you mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. At Canandaigua. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. So, Mostly ran with the boys team. Right. One, they're more fun. Mm-hmm. Second, they were a little faster. Right. Than our girls team. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you run cross country or track? What'd Both. you do? Track? Yeah. I did indoor track. Indoor track. What's your mile time? What's your mile time? Mile time? 520. 5.20. That was like a thousand years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you would have wore shoes, maybe you could have won. Maybe I could have <laughs> if I had shoes. But dang it, they didn't make them then. <laughs> so indoor track, shoes. What else have we got I to cover? Did wear shoes. <laughs> But I liked running barefoot. I, I grew up in the country. Like, yep. spent a lot of time barefoot. Mm-hmm. I think it was key. And that's pretty much like outdoors is kind of your deal, right? I like outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. So how, like, you you go from running 100 yards on a dirt road's hard, you're competitive canoeing. Like, where did, where did this, is it like something that became like the switch flipped or was just running just kind of eased into your life and it just became a thing? Like, you went running and you did outdoor stuff and... Yeah, I, was there like, I don't is there think like there an was, event or a trigger? Mm, well, coming from a competitive spirit, the first time you win something, it kind of gets you hooked on it. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the first thing you won? Probably a modified meet in junior high. So they, I was the only one who'd run distance. So they just signed me up for everything from the 400 on up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She just So run. you get done, you like tell yourself off and get back on the starting line again? Just pretty much. <laughs> but I liked it. You just gotta <laughs> go and see how many people you can put behind you. Right. And so you won and you're like this victory, this That's taste of cool. victory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that. I'm gonna win a race someday. <laughs> <laughs> just have one entrant in yeah, your that's, race that's what I'm gonna <laughs> it's do. easy to win I know. that's how my daily runs are I won <laughs> I won <Hooray. laughs> I ran by myself <laughs> but you gotta have somebody to. I mean come on you gotta beat someone in order for it to you know feel better sometimes right? but doesn't that change as you get older <laughs> like <laughs> then who do you compete with and it's not necessarily other people that's what's really changed yeah I think I I could I don't really care as much about what other people around me are doing now. It's sort of like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Who's What drives me? What more can I find that I can do? So what kind of races do you like to run now? The longer, oh, not not the longest, because other people run like, but I, I like the marathon. I'm dabbling in the 50K. And, Stuck uh, your toe in the water, so to speak. Yeah. All right. Um, now you had done, you've, have you done adventure racing too? No. No? Mort didn't invite me. Mm. Yeah. Gotta be on the cool kids list. I'm not cool. Huh. Um, <laughs> well, I have, I have notes here that, that say, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have notes here that say you've done dances with dirt. 
I I have. Okay. Does That's, that count as an adventure race though? Because it's just running. It's kind of like an adventure. According to Tim Ratowski, it's the biggest adventure in the world, and and Rochester's too soft to be able to have something here like that. <laughs> Dances is fun. Yeah. It's Mort's fault that I went. Okay. When what year was it that you did that? Oh. Uh, Getting a little, looking at the yeah. audience for help. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, guys, help me out here. I don't. Um, you run it three or four times? At least. Oh, eight, oh, seven? Probably eight. Eight. It's probably, it was in 2008, I'm guessing. Anyway. Without going up to look at my race t shirts, yeah. I couldn't tell you. You were wearing the Cascadia ones back then? <laughs> oh, I was I was like so current I had Cascadia twos on. Oh man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what was that so that was part of a team, right? So Yeah, teams of all women your first time. I had all all women. All my team was Nuck and Futs. Nuck and Futs. Yes. Hmm. Every year I did it, that was my team name. But wow. it changed. It was You had different futs on your team. Yeah. <laughs> lots of futs. <laughs> you did all family. Yeah, I did all family one year. Wow. Was, so I was gonna ask that. So you were in a competitive household. All right, let's go. Just my dad. Just your dad. My mom does not have a competitive bone in her okay. body. She's the cheerleader and total supporter right. of anything crazy that we do. And you, do you have siblings? I do. Yeah. Do you have siblings? <laughs> <laughs> you know the answer to this. I actually have two siblings. Two siblings. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Oh, okay. So this is where the heart part comes in because my my younger sister, mm-hmm. Janelle. <laughs> Janelle. I was wondering if you were going to say her name or not. Uh, yes, of course <laughs> I'm going to say her name. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Janelle is a beast. Yeah. And I've learned so much from her. She's awesome. <laughs> Janelle was, a, she ran a bit in high school, but she was a swimmer. She's a killer swimmer. Oh, yeah. She swam in college. Huh. Too. Yeah. We wow. both went to U of R. She okay. swam, I ran. Okay, so yeah, we you were there at much different times. She's so much younger. She paid me to say that. So you ran on the you ran on the U of R track team or the U of R distance team. What did you do? I did cross country. Okay, and then in my freshman year, I was training. I did part of indoor, mm-hmm. and I was training for distance, and really had not much luck on running on ice. So I had knee injuries after knee injuries after knee injuries and just took the rest of the year off. Mm. And then after that, I realized that I don't really love running in a circle mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. The same circle yeah. anyway. So, so I only did cross country the rest of, yeah. of college. It was a good decision. You don't really get anywhere going around in the circle. Yeah. It's like riding a stationary bike. Yeah, it's not. Neither one of those things are. (laughs) And like lap swimming, like all those things. I don't don't get it. (laughs) It's like weights. You just pick stuff up to put it back down again. I don't get it. Oh, you could have just left it there in the first place. Why why bother? (laughs) Your logic is, I can't beat it. (laughs) Well, I mean, so when I hurt my shoulder, I came to you and you're like, do you lift any weights? And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) can't talk about that well i can though. you can you go ahead yeah so i just i just <laughs> laughed at you when you asked me if i did any weights so that's the thing right like okay, okay so we have to fill in the rest of the listeners on what's going on here so your husband dave and mort are in the audience right so there you go. Woo! 
they can't see you wave, Dave. <laughs> Dave's waving. Mort's waving. That's Mort's, what's Mort's holding up a sign with Sherry's face on it. And Chris is sweating <laughs> because he doesn't know what I'm going to say next. Um, and then, so the other thing is, I said I came to you with my shoulder. You don't just like sit on a porch and people bring up injuries. You're actually a physical therapist. I am. Right? There's that, right? So we're talking about all these outdoor things you do. You're a physical therapist. You are also a personal coach as well, right? Yeah, I right. Some, the training groups, with right? The and other you're also you're also coach high school. I did. I coached right. at Brighton for a few years. Right, and then you do like Medved ambassador stuff, mm-hmm. right? So, like we just said, is there something you don't do? You've jumped out of a plane before. I have jumped out of a plane. Right. So, oh yeah, you're a yoga teacher. See, yeah, the audience is helping. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, supporting, right? Yes. And you do like the the sup yoga yes. stuff. So like So two of my favorite things. I ra- yeah, I race the sup this So all summer. of these things, these are all the things you could tell me about now. I could. See? <laughs> I, I just know. I just gave you this list. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. And I water ski. And you water ski. Yeah. Dave taught me how to water ski. Wow. Yeah, not that long ago. No, so you're still, even with your knees, you can still do the water skiing, huh? Knee injuries have been resolved. Awesome. Yeah. How'd you do that? That was, um, it was a lot of strengthening. I think I lived in PT for a, a lot of, maybe that's why I'm PT now. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it started. <laughs> I had my knees replaced when I was, well, I did not. <laughs> they didn't have knee replacements. They didn't have anymore. knee replacements back then. <laughs> It was actually other people's knees. They just, <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> transplanted cadaver knees. Oh, there's okay. some guy walking around without knees right now, thanks to you. He's not walking far. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, okay, Chris, bringing it back. So, this list of accomplishments, we just went through all this. So, let's let's try to line them up chronologically. Okay. Okay, canoeing came first. Right. Canoeing, then running down the woods with pops there. Yeah. Right. And then cross country skiing. Well, that actually I don't oh, you're having me timeline this stuff. So <laughs> no, I that mean, probably I'm, was before running. I'm just though, trying to because tell a I story. think that we were we were yes. <laughs> Cause I'm not doing a good job. Okay, I'm gonna fine. up my game now. All right. <laughs> so cross country skiing starts now. Okay, now. <laughs> Ready go. <laughs> Ready go. So cross-country skiing, I can't give you an exact year. Seven, eight-ish. I was seven or eight, and we lived in the country, so. So you had to get the milk somehow, right? Yeah. No, (laughs) we had a a delivery service for milk. Oh, wow. A milkman. Like little glass bottles on the porch? Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) So then I start running at 12. <laughs> run through high school, run in college yeah. at U of R. Yeah. Snowshoes. Like by the time I went to college, I think the skiing, I didn't ski as much just because mm-hmm. you got to focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and studying was more important than even you are running, at, probably. You are at a very prestigious university at this point in your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess. Come on, yellow jackets for life. I love yellow jackets. Yeah. Sounds yellow jacket too. Man. I went to RIT, by the way. Down down the road, as they say. Yeah. Engineers, you know. 
I'm married to an engineer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No? I just couldn't get into RIT. I wasn't yeah. that kind of. <laughs> Don't think like that. <laughs> well, it's just put put the square things in the square holes, the round things in the round holes. Again, your logic. <laughs> You're just being so logical. I can't follow you. <laughs> okay. Pick it up, put it down. Pick it up, put it down. <laughs> square things, square holes. This is easy. <laughs> I missed the point completely when I missed something there. So one of the things that um, I was curious about was how you got into physical therapy. How did you decide? Like, cause I, I didn't, I just kind of showed up at your door one day, right? And said, oh, I didn't. Oh, I, I heard didn't you lo- treat runners and you don't make them stop running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't ask for like your extensive resume or your mm. backstory. I just kind of, you know, so what got you into physical therapy? So, well, I think it was my time spent probably in high school and college in physical therapy made me curious But not just that I thought it was the most amazing thing, but I also thought like, well, it could have been so much more. But so when I was applying for college the first time around, (laughs) I actually applied to Ithaca College because I wanted to run on their team and they had a PT school. So that was, and I'll divulge us, 1989. (laughs) So I, I got into Ithaca and, but I also got into U of R and it was a, it was a tough decision. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So then it comes down to the financial aid package, right? <laughs> that's, what, that's really what makes all these decisions for us. Yeah. But I liked, I liked all that the university has to offer. So, and there's no PT program at U of R. So hence a big life change. So, and then I think, well, okay, I'm at U of R, maybe I'll. I'll be a math major. I was a math major for about five minutes at U of R. And then, um, yeah. So, so instead then, I took so- this big turn towards psychology and I did research in human development. So it was more the cognitive, psychological, and mm-hmm. developmental stuff. And I got really into that. That's pretty key for, you, you know, your PT practice is sort of that way because you kind of – if if anything, your office is full of energy, right? <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Chris? <laughs> and so your office is full of energy. It's you don't go in there. It doesn't feel very. I guess I would say it doesn't feel very clinical. You know, you're not going in there to be punished, and maybe that's part of that whole psychology thing. Because if you feel like it's a fun little place, maybe you'd come back. Maybe you would, or maybe you just enjoy it while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mort Mort did not have fun in in Sherry's office apparently. By design. She's rough. She no, you know what? Actually, she's pretty good. That the whole she did so much mobilization. I just wanted to just lay there the whole time. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, move that again. Just put that back where it was. I just do that all day. Why why should I play with these little rubber bands when you can just push my shoulder back in the right spot. <laughs> Nothing about empowerment or anything for you. No. no okay. No. All right. Good no. to know. Whatever. I just want <laughs> Thank to you fix. for the feedback. <laughs> I just want it fixed. <laughs> oh, so, so you're so, doing the psychology thing. Right. And then I'm getting ready to um, apply for PhD in clinical psych. And I have a moment where I've been doing research for three years and I think, Oh my gosh, this clinical psych, like, 
person that I'm working with, she's miserable. <laughs> Her life is miserable. It just seems awful. And I hate statistics. So why do I want to do more of this? So I did a quick switch and got my master's in education from UFR. So I graduated and then finished up a master's program. How do you, you have three years of studying and you just kind of parlay that into a master's degree in education. You just, it took me you another nine it. months after you, I graduated. You used so. what you learned in psychology, turned it into a positive and. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So I, that was really valuable. And then I like, let's see. So I got my master's in education, but then like, I didn't run barely at all during my that's, master's. So totally, like, it that's was just I, boom. It was just gone. That's totally what I was going to ask. How are you doing this psychology? And, ever, and are you like running to like relieve the stress? Or are you just like head down in the no, books? I got married shortly after. It's my first marriage. I got married shortly after I graduated from college. And then shortly after, I was pregnant with my first child. So I was pregnant through my master's and had him in March. Oh. During my master's. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of heavy lifting right there. Literally. Yes. I just lift heavy weights. It's just me I was lifting. And it was heavy because I didn't run. Remember that part? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my was, goodness. I'm, I, there's not many pictures of me then. <laughs> <laughs> and then so you emerged from the cocoon with a master's degree, right? Yeah. And a child. And a child. Yep. Oh. So then what? That's not physical therapy. You're not in physical it's, therapy yet. I know. Yet. I'm sorry. I'm so old. The story is long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got to go fast forward. I think because there was some. There was another child came along a few years later, and I was um, I was working part time at a school and also nannying for a family because I could take my kids with me. Then there's moves all around the country. I come back. <laughs> Trying to get through it all. No, that's great. I'm just taking some notes here. Yeah. <laughs> so I come back from having lived in California and Baltimore. And what? How? I. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to California with <laughs> a one and a four year old. My ex husband was doing his residency at LA County Hospital in Los Angeles. So we picked up and moved. I had never been to LA, just showed up and there I was living. I hear there's some good trails out there in LA. I did never ran them because I was <laughs> terrified of snakes, which I'm sure this is going to come up. <laughs> I have a phobia, which is why I love snowshoeing because the snakes don't come out in the winter. Okay. And yes, so no running trails in LA because not only there are snakes, but they're poisonous. Yeah, there's and like, there was mountain lions. There's too. like killer snakes and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't. I had two small children and no money, so you can't really pay a babysitter. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. But a little what, bit of running happening there. Now, what about worms? They're like snakes. <laughs> worms are totally different. Okay. What about slinkies? Slinkies are fine. Okay. Yep. It's just really it's the, fun. It's a wonderful toy. <laughs> it is for a girl <laughs> and, and a boy. <laughs> but snakes. No. Snakes. No. Right. No can do. All right. Licorice. Licorice. Yeah. Like, cause it's like licorice ropes. Yeah. I mean, it's, they they're have fine, to, but they're yucky. It's snake like qualities. Nope. Not the same. Okay. Nope. All right. 
Just trying to make sure I know what to not bring around. A snake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Your logic here is just so simple. <laughs> the square things and square holes. No snakes. No, no okay. snakes. No, please. I, I, but Mort has like not followed this rule. He brought you a, a snake. He didn't. He just points I've seen them out. Paralyze you. It's. I have had temporary paralysis from uh-huh. a snake, <laughs> and, and not from actually being bit. Just no from being around no, the snake. I mean, there are worms larger than the size of that snake. I get it. It's ridiculous. No, I'm not it's, judging. This is a judgment-free zone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a judgment-free zone. There's things I'm scared of. What are you scared of? I don't know. Get a podcast and have me on it. I'll tell you. Oh, come on. One thing. <laughs> one thing. Everyone wants to know. Your listeners want to know. I'm scared of like, uh, I, I guess I'd call them unsecured heights, like being up in, I don't know, like uh, if, a, if a railing only goes to like my knees, you know, that's bad juju. Like I won't, I won't go near that railing. That's okay. I don't know. Okay. Don't... I'd probably, all right. That's, that's another thing I'm afraid of too. I don't like heights. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind heights. Like, that's why I did the skydiving. Yeah, I mean, I could be on an airplane and be like, "Oh, that's amazing," and I can go Mm -hmm. up to the top of a building and be like, "Oh, that's great." But like, if the railing or the thing is kind of lower than half my body, I grew up in Buffalo, and so Blizzard of '77. You heard of that, right? There's a story about a guy got out on the Peace Bridge and went to you know mess around with his car, and the wind blew him right off the bridge. Oh, and I think that enters my mind, like. All the time. So I'm always afraid like there's going to be this giant 80 mile an hour gust of wind. <laughs> you know? ready to blow you over. Yeah, in a, in a 70 degree sunny day, just this big gust of wind is just going to blow me right over the edge. So, you know. That's, you never know. But I could go up like in a hot air balloon. I'd have no problems with that. Mm. You know? So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Get out your psych book or something and figure it out. No, oh, that's a long time ago. All right. So <laughs> it's probably no good anymore anyway. No, they're totally outdated. <laughs> <laughs> so you come back from L.A. <laughs> well, I moved to Baltimore from L.A. Okay. From from murder capital to murder capital. And then... Yeah, I had okay. a theme going, I guess. <laughs> no, my real theme was I, I just I really didn't have a lot of money during this whole time. So I just, because I had kids, I wanted to move into a nice area. Mm-hmm. So I just moved into the cheapest place in the nicest area. Mm. So you become the white trash of the neighborhood. Hey, that's fine. That's perfectly just fine. roll with it. Hey, you're, a, you're being a good mom. That's what's important. <laughs> Don't ask my kids. I'm glad they're not here. No. <laughs> they're big. They're successful. They're football team so. captain, right? Yeah. That's, that's a big the deal. new news. Yep. So anyways. Yep. Okay. So you make your way back to Rochester. You're still not I, running because you have no time. You don't well, have Well, I run I ran a little bit, but yeah. um not a lot. Maybe I would I think my longest run maybe was Eight miles Eight. once in a blue yeah. moon. Okay. But right before I move back to Rochester, my sister for my birthday one year buys me an entry into the Buffalo Half Marathon. And that was kind of, it was a game changer. Was like running a thing for you at them? Or did she just say? No, I've been running a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was so. Okay. So like, you and Janelle are going to run the Buffalo Marathon together. Half. The Buffalo Half together, right? Because the full was just too much to. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I was kind of in a place in my life I wasn't being supported for running, so that was got these kids, right? 
Yeah. Kids. <laughs> the kids didn't care. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then you're back in Rochester. So I'm back in Rochester. Um, the first two years back in Rochester with a little, a little rough, big life stuff happening, you know, divorce, <laughs> that, thing. that kind of stuff. And so that, that was the, the year that I decide is a, running a marathon with a friend of mine who has said, well, could you help me train for it? And I said, well, I can train for it, but I could never run a marathon famous last mm -hmm. words, right? Yep. You either do zero, one, or all of them, yeah. right? <laughs> so she, I, this was, I think, it's early in 2006, and she says, I really want to run the New York Marathon. And I was like, okay, I, all right, I'll put out a training plan for you, I guess, and figure out something. You're just going to whip up a training, like suddenly you just, uh, I'm a coach, yeah, I'll just do this. <laughs> I've been running for a little while, I could try to figure it out. <laughs> Okay. Or I could ask people. I knew people who maybe could help her better and then follow along with her. But I thought, oh, moral support along the way. Yeah. So she um, puts in a lottery bid for the New York Marathon doesn't get in. And at the same time, she said, well, put one in too. And I ended up getting in. So New York was- The tables have turned. Uh, yeah. New so York she just whipped up a training plan for you? and just <laughs> We just ran. <laughs> yeah. No, there was- By this point, there's the magic of the internet. Mm. So you can start to look things up. I hear they have races on the on, World Wide Web. Yeah, I hear they have races out there. So 2007, six. So you okay? So you put oh, in yeah, for the so, when? Which one did you run? You put in in 2006. You put in for 2007, or you ran? No, two, 2006. Okay. So, so I ran right. 2006, which was my first marathon. I did. We did all the training. So my friend ended up. She went in through a charity. So she was going to run, darn it. So mm -hmm. she did. So yeah. so now we're officially a decade ago, right? So now we just got 10 more years to cover to get up to today. But this, the first marathon was right. a pivotal this point a of my deal. PT story. Huge. That's right. We're telling the story of how you became a PT. Maybe. Right. I don't know. We're telling lots of stories, <laughs> yeah. I think. So, so we'll yeah, we'll so. tie all these threads up in a nice little boat by the end. That's that's <laughs> what we do. We it's like it's like pulp fiction, right? You start all the plots, they sometimes intersect, and then at the end, you're done. <laughs> yeah. So 2006, I was in the 21st mile of that marathon, and coming from the Bronx back into Manhattan, and there's moments in your life that you kind of never forget, and that mm -hmm. was one of them. Wow. So I'm coming down off this sharp. Left turn this bridge, and I just hear a funny sound oh, like no. a pop. Oh. And I thought, well, that's weird. I don't oh. think I've been shot. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my knee is really like feeling weird, like not stable. It feels oh. kind of funny. Oh no. So I like tried to go, like, oh, it's really hard to run. <laughs> Like, because injuries are completely foreign to you at this. We haven't <laughs> talked about any injuries, right? Just a little bit of falling down. <laughs> it's a little bit of falling down. It's in the snow. You're fine. Yeah. So you had no, so, like. Yeah, no, I had, like, no idea that I had a pretty good hamstring tear. Oh. Yeah. So <sighs> So you, you finish, right? So I mean, you, you come up with a funky little gimp because I got so much banking on this first marathon. Like. This is my, like, I am proving to myself right. and the world and everyone that I can do this. Like, right. you told yeah. me I couldn't do this. I can do it. So I somehow finished. It took me, I, I don't know how much longer. I, w 
I don't remember. I was on a pace, not for a, you know, a crazy fast. I was mm-hmm. not going to win that marathon, <laughs> but I think I was on pace for something like four hours or a little bit under. Yeah. And I, I was thrilled to finally finish with part of my hamstring attached wow. in four, I think it was four hours and 34 minutes. That, so that was so my first So you did five miles on one hamstring. <laughs> on one leg. It's wow. Like, <laughs> okay. So this it was is, really interesting. So this is a do as I say, not as I do PT story. Right? Well, you learned a lot from injury. Yeah. So I spent time like getting active release and he's like, okay, I'm back. I'm back on track. And it just kept slipping right back. Like it would just creep back up again. I was back where I felt wobbly. I couldn't do this. Tried a little bit of PT. I tried a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I take my first yoga teacher training mm. in 2007. Yeah, 2007. I think that was right about then. And I started learning so much about the way not just bodies work, but my body. And finally I was had this experience of really being embodied like oh look at the way i run i do this little tiny thing but when you do it over and over and over and over again it adds up Mm. so i changed it up biomechanics you learned how to run properly i did it was a it was small things because i'd had a a biomechanical analysis and they're like i know you're good so it was more like the way i was actually activating muscles when i was running this getting boring for people because this is the stuff I love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're here finally. <laughs> so um, I, I'm really tuning in to the way I work. Right. And, you know, I'd read a thousand articles about hamstring stuff and IT band and, uh, you know, and I just, I'm doing these exercises. I'm doing all this stuff I, you know, I should be doing. And why isn't it working? So finally, I just overhaul basically everything I ran by myself. I really wouldn't run with anyone else for about six months. And all I did was focused on my form. That doesn't sound fun. It was actually, it was for me. It was interesting. And you kind of, it's hard Mm -hmm. in some ways, but the more you play with your nervous system, with your muscle system, with all these systems, the more you learn about yourself. So you had to be really passionate about running in order to go. You didn't just go like do the first marathon and be like, oh, well, I only got one hamstring. I'm done. That was a good run. (laughs) How many do you need? (laughs) But there was some sort of passion there that got you to go, I'm going to get this right. Yeah. Well, I was tired of being in pain. I was tired of like, I didn't want to be limited from the things that I could do. Right. So, and when you connect with whatever, yeah, what your passion is, that's where. So you started started getting diagrams of muscles and bone structures and all that kind of stuff. But then playing with it, like how does it feel to be with those muscles and bones and with your habits and your good habits, your bad habits, like whatever habits you have, how are you with them? And that was, it was a lot of self-discovery. That psychology degree coming. That psych right? degree. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that psych degree came in handy because yeah. I had to be good in my skin. I was also going through a lot of personal stuff with mm-hmm. just like, you know, transitioning into being a single mom and like, how am I going to make it? Like, and running was, it became a huge metaphor. I think running, I think why I'm so passionate about it, it just became more spiritual then because it was, it was fresh after a split up and, 
I ran frozen assets, not even two weeks later. And I could barely put one foot in front of the other. But then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I can put one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. I'm moving forward. I'm yep. still moving forward. <laughs> Life will go on. Right. So I think that metaphor carried through with me. Like even when you think you can't, you you just put one foot in front of the other. Baby yeah. steps. Like what about Bob? Yeah. Baby steps to the door. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. And so, as long as you can, as long as you have a breath, right? And you got. Just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and move forward. But I think it's a big metaphor for life, it which is. is why I have a hard time on a treadmill. Yeah. Because <laughs> my feet are moving underneath me, but I'm not really moving forward. Uh -huh. So it's a little bit paradoxical uh, for my brain. Running in circles, kind of the same idea. Yeah, I just don't yep. think I could do this. Got to get run. somewhere. That's yeah. why I love point to point races, quite honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, wow. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Jack Handy there for a moment. So that's, that's good, good. stuff. So now you now you're figuring this stuff out. You're starting to learn that you like this, yep. and and then I start teaching a ton of yoga. You start looking was, around at these other jerks, and you're like, you know, you could be less miserable if you just ran a little differently, and you start fixing everybody else. That's just how it happened, right? <laughs> Not really. Oh. <laughs> no, because what you learn is. My running form looked fine, but it was painful. Mm -hmm. And the, this, the opposite is also true. Someone's running form can look, look like, like they're going to fall over with the next step. And it doesn't hurt. And they're completely efficient. Yeah. And it's their body. And I, that's, that's what I love is like, look at that. Like, how are you moving forward? No, but, yeah, no, look at but, that or don't. don't. <laughs> no, but it's kind of cool. Like everybody has their own body. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's, that's my part of the part of my practice where you don't have to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You have to be yours. Oh, so no, it's true. <laughs> it sounds is. cheesy, but it's true. It's, it can sound as cheesy as you want it to be, but it 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 is true. Exactly. I mean, so for instance, that's m my thing. Like I know that I need to have at least one muscle in my upper body that I can swing back and forth to help get some momentum. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but getting that building that muscle kind of stinks but i know that i need it and i know the reason that my hips get sore is because i'm not helping them at all with my upper they got to drag my upper body and my lower body and not being very nice to them so i understand it and i just i have to do it and other people have no problems you know just right. so anyway but that's your own personal yeah my, journey. It's my I know, <laughs> but is. it really is. I really feel that way about it. Like we're joking of like being judgmental about, but I'm not really. I just watch people and I say, "How does that feel for you? Right? What is that like for you? Right? Like, okay, try this. Then, then tell me what happens. Does that feel better? Right? right. And not so, same or the worst. How many times <laughs> do I say that? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Better. And so I got, I used to wear glasses and I used to go to the optometrist and you know that better like this or better like this. Yeah. Oh, and the yeah. first time you said that, A better say, you, you said better, same or worse. I'm like, oh, I'm back here again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But, but I, I got, you didn't come out with a prescription for glasses. No. I came out with a little rubber band that a I, little rubber band. <laughs> that I had to put on my door. this. <laughs> Pull this, do these things. <laughs> But no, so that was, so the issue for me was I had hurt my shoulder running the muddy sneaker course to 
consecutive days in a row for two consecutive weeks. You should try running on your feet instead of your arms, maybe your shoulder. Well, I think what I was That's doing... That's my, my big tip for you as a PC. <laughs> so walking on my hands, I was trying to get the award, you know, <laughs> the best the best runner award there. Best most, in show. <laughs> most, most creative use of trail or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I was running downhill. And so, you know, there's some long downhills that you can really get going fast. And I was holding my shoulders so tight. Like I was holding my head in place with my shoulders. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what did it. And then, so like my shoulders stopped working and I came to you and you kind of like beat on it a little bit. <laughs> and we did like what? I think we did like six times. And then I got the appointment wrong one day. And uh, I was out of town and then I never went back. I have a feeling that probably happens to you a lot. Like people just don't come back. They Sometimes. Like, yeah, they Sometimes like get, people don't come back. They That's get okay. fixed and they're like, I'm fixed. And they just walk if out. If people the need to come back, they will come back. Right. Like the, the big thing for me is like, you're not doing it for me. <laughs> like you're doing it for you. Going, Sherry so. seems lonely today. Oh yeah, God. Sherry seems lonely. <laughs> I do, you can come visit. It's fine. Just bring snacks. Bring snacks. <laughs> Oh, but that's I I mean everybody has their own yeah their own places they need to go and they're making choices about their relationship with their body and I respect it. Like mm -hmm. and so if you want me to travel a little bit of it with you, that's fine. I I can't spend time being offended because somebody doesn't come back and I I I really mean it. I mm -hmm. You know, I just enjoy the time that I have with people. I, I've learned to, I think this is part of the yoga stuff. You just learn to be really present. So whatever's in front of you. And I like being connected with people because it's fun, like being part of a runner community. And I get to hear about not just when people walk out the door, I'm never going to see them again. Like, how'd it go? Tell me about your successes. And so that's, I kind of like that continuity. Yeah. It's kind of. And so you had started doing your yoga teacher training and that sort of that connection sort of started, right? With, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because then it just morphed from there. I started, I accidentally started teaching yoga because I really didn't intend on teaching <laughs> yoga. Started bossing people around, touch your toes. I'm so good <laughs> at it though. <laughs> My husband is really smiling over there. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but um warrior two dave warrior two now <laughs> now <laughs> um i ended i i really it was an accident because i um there was a teacher who was going to be out of town and i had just finished a teacher training she said i'm just can you sub for me and i was like no <laughs> she was like please 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 can i was like no i'm i'm kind of terrified so um i can't do that and next thing you know i'm teaching her class for the week and <laughs> and the rest is history and then i started teaching every week at that studio and other places around so that well, and then started to, oh go in ahead order to actually teach like you have to have um a certification yeah right? yeah so you went and you got certified yeah but you never intended to teach. No, I just wanted to learn more. Okay. I just thought the whole thing was really interesting. Right. I think that's some, so, the so best you, path into so teaching. You, so you got this whole psych, three years of study in psychology that you twisted into an education master's. Then you decide to go to yoga teacher training 
Mm -hmm. to turn that into accidental yoga practice. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Then somewhere I accidentally started working at Medved. Right. I just... You just didn't. You, Whoops. You, you were one day somebody asked about a shoe and you're like, here, just sit down. Let me just put this. <laughs> right. I just took over. Like these guys are doing nothing here. I'm just kidding. I didn't know anything. I, that's not true. Okay. Just kidding. No, Mort's going to have to say something because I was like the, the clueless trainee. He's coming Matt over to the I was microphone. Like, what about these shoes? What? Mort, you can come get in front of the microphone if you want. <laughs> You want to tell Sherry's Sherry's story? Defend yourself. Sherry on the floor. Oh, jeez. She's an excellent ambassador for what we do. Thanks, Mort. Oh. <laughs> so okay, so then you so you accidentally are teaching yoga. Yeah. That's pretty neat. It was really fun. Did you like get a studio or did you just like? No, I didn't want to own a business. No. No, because <laughs> then you end up running a business, not teaching yoga. Yep, exactly. So I worked. Oh gosh, like. All over different places, gyms, studios in Rochester. So what kind of yoga do you like? What style of yoga do you like? Well, I was trained in Anasara yoga, which probably means nothing to a lot of I people. Know. I learned stuff. So, I read books. Okay. All right. So it was a lot about, it was alignment, but they, it's going to sound cheesy, but like it's more heart-centered. So mm-hmm. you, it's softer. It's not militaristic. We don't spend... It's not hot yoga. It's not power yoga. <laughs> I think it's just better to say what it's not because that's the first two questions. I usually get, what kind of yoga teach? Is it hot? And you have power yoga. No. That yoga is pretty hot. <laughs> that heart, that heartfelt yoga is very hot. Well, it's warmth from within. <laughs> See? You, you're the first one to call yourself cheesy. And I think, I think it's very sincere. Like, okay, it's, it's yoga from within. It's very heart centered. Do you yeah. feel good, right? That's kind of your philosophy. Right. Does it feel I mean, good for you? You're going to like learn about your, your muscles and where you put yourself and how you align yourself. But it's, it, like your body, just like running, it's a metaphor for how you live your life. Yeah. So what's your? It's your vehicle, but how do you treat it? How do you care for it? Yeah, I didn't. I need and not a, just a physical body. I need an oil change. Is what I need. <laughs> <laughs> we all need to tune up every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I need some washer fluid. <laughs> Those are those are easy things to fix. It's yeah. when you need a new transmission that like <laughs> then it gets a little tricky. <laughs> so, okay, the next the next thing we're getting there now. We're moving up into this world of you you're going to go and now go back and do some more learning, right? Uh, yeah. Cuz cuz yoga's not enough. Uh, psychology well. degree's not enough. <laughs> Education degree's not enough. Let's uh let's Get well, out. I guess everything felt like it was enough for me, but I'm curious. Mm-hmm. It's the first <laughs> few words. That you, I'm curious about this. Oh, I wonder. I if... wonder. They're, I'll never stop learning, though. Yeah. It's like, that's what I love about my job. So mm-hmm. I decide that, well, I'm going to go back to MCC at least part time while I'm still working and teaching and um, raising boys and uh, see and coaching at Brighton. Selling shoes. And selling shoes, yeah. And I was like, well, I'll take classes part-time and just see if this is really feasible. Mm -hmm. Because MCC is is awesome. You can afford it. (laughs) You can (laughs) afford to take classes there. And so I, like, just start working on the prereqs, a few prereqs that I needed 
to apply for PT school. So you had decided you're going to MCC not to just learn randomly. You decided no, I, PT. I, I, yeah, I deliberately picked the classes so that I would be set up. If I, if I changed my mind, I wouldn't be out a lot of money. So what made you, what, what was the thing you said? I'm going to go from yoga teaching into physical therapy. So I had been seeing a lot of private clients with, and they were usually injured. And mm-hmm. everybody at the studio started like, oh, injury? See her. Oh. Because I really liked the therapeutic part of of yoga. We had had our parts like where um, we learned different alignment principles for therapeutics. And it was fun. I just thought it was fun. Puzzles. Mm-hmm. Just like puzzles, trying to figure it out. and Put people back together again. I guess. Well, I don't think I put them back together. I think they put themselves back together. Sure, you were just there for it. Okay. (laughs) Just have a few tips. (laughs) It's like, I just got a compass, but they're still walking the walk. (laughs) Right, got it. (laughs) Okay, so PT, MCC. Well, MCC, and then I end up applying to Nazareth. And next thing you know, I'm in. And there it is. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> time to get my learn on. Yeah. Wow. And there was, it was also just this time when a lot of stuff was happening. I accidentally got married. Accident- <laughs> <laughs> no. I was very focused at the time on studies, boys, like keeping everything together. And then in walks Dave. And then in walks Dave, like this great guy that I yeah. was like, wow, he's like really nice. And we just, get along really well he is he is absurdly nice like yeah. <laughs> like absurdly nice this guy it's because i still have more to learn and that i'm <laughs> learning from him how to be nice <laughs> yeah like if you put the two of you together you're like wow why is she so mean all the time but if but if you're like not by dave you're like wow sherry's so nice i know but in comparison i'm not i'm like <laughs> he's the nicest guy on earth <laughs> Your next podcast should be about Dave. <laughs> He's, too He's so nice that he wouldn't even talk about himself. No, he can't. Oh. So I'll talk about him. Okay. Come, yeah. well, let's go. So yeah. he comes in, he sweeps you off your no, feet while you're really trying to study. this is a really cute story. It's actually cute because it involves my sister. All right, great. I'm going to sit back and relax. Go yeah. Right. And so, go. So this is like how Dave and Sherry met, but it's with a meddling sister who I... I love and am forever indebted to. So I was teaching a Monday night class at Blue Lotus Yoga and my sister would come to my class and, and Dave had also been coming here and there. So she always practiced somewhere, if not next to him, right near him, just talk to him casually. And one day after my class, Janelle comes up to me after the class and she goes, so what do you think of, of Dave? And I go, Oh yeah, it's a really nice guy. Yeah, he comes. Yeah, he comes pretty regular, I guess. Yeah, she goes, no, uh, like, what do you think of him? He's really nice, and I think you should ask him to coffee. And I was like, what? <laughs> she, she basically like <laughs> metaphorically hit me over the head with something. Was like, this guy's really awesome, and I think you should date him. So it took a little while. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't. She should have actually hit you over the head instead of metaphorically. She should have, yeah. But it took a little while, but then it it was just the easiest thing. And I had been avoiding dating for a really long time, and I don't know why I had been because if that's what dating is, it was pretty awesome. (laughs) 
And the rest is history. So yeah, we were married uh, 10 months later. 10 months? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. I scooped her up real quick, honey. I- <laughs> yep. And then I started PT school. I was just going to say, like, you got married 10 months later, you still got Well, I was this. in PT school. Right, you were married. at Nazareth, right? And yeah. conveniently located around the corner from MedVed, so you could work, right? I actually stopped working. When you start mm-hmm. the PT program, there's really no other life except mm-hmm. PT school. Okay. Except I did coach the Wednesday night group still through PT <laughs> school, because I just couldn't. Couldn't resist. Oh, no, I love those. I love the training groups. Yeah. Yes. I'm very happy to be part of a training group this uh, this winter. It's going to be fun. It already Saturday is. was great. I'm really excited to go to the track workout on Tuesday. Let me tell you. Oh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. It's like, I don't even know if we're going to see the track because it's still snowy, but we'll make a track in the snow if it's not. I would rather do that than at like catch that little ice patch at about the 300 yard mark of the track. We're, we're just doing it to entertain ourselves, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Watch you guys ice skating. <laughs> Slip sliding around. Tomorrow's ice skating day, not snowshoe day. Yeah, I'll be in your office on Wednesday. I think my knee, I don't think I got shot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's underneath me right now. Yeah. Um. So PT school, you came out, right? You're good to go. You're smarty pants all of a sudden, right? You know how everything <laughs> works. Survivy pants is what you do <laughs> in PT school. Just like, thank God bees get degrees. So <laughs> <That's how> you- <laughs> it's been so long since I've heard college jokes. <laughs> Yay. I know I've got a second lease on life, you know? Yeah. I learned a lot in PT school and not just PT stuff because most of my classmates were 22, 23 years old and I was like their mom. Yeah. So that was like pretty much everyone called me mama bear during Aww. PT school. Well, I, I don't think it was awe. I think it was just because I would be so like, it's just tired of their shenanigans. I'd be like, okay, knock it off. <laughs> mama bear's hair. Everybody mama put, bear. Yeah. Put away, yeah. put away your Doritos and your Pepsi, Mama Bear's hair. No, I love Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> I love Doritos. What's your favorite Dorito? Just nacho cheese. Like, Just the straight up nacho. Straight cheese. up nacho cheese. I'm class. a Cool Ranch. I like the Cool Ranch. Oh, are you setting me up? Are you setting me up for this? You are, aren't you? <laughs> you have a problem with Cool Ranch Doritos. I do have a problem with Cool Ranch Doritos. You know this, don't you? <laughs> Please tell me what your problem with Cool Ranch Doritos is. So in gross anatomy, I I don't think I can tell this. People are going to be grossed out. Well, okay. It's your choice. You've been warned. If you listen from here on, it's gross. So in gross anatomy, we're dissecting our cadavers and I'm working through it. It's interesting. It's good. But then we finally get up to the skull and we need to use a bone saw. Hmm. And so I'm so excited to hear how this (laughs) comes back to Cool Ranch Doritos. (laughs) It does. So when you're sawing through bone, it it smells like Cool Ranch Doritos. And that was the last (laughs) time I had a Cool Ranch Dorito. I was dared once to eat one, and I did, but I didn't like it. And so I'm done with Cool Ranch Doritos. It came around really fast. I, I just wanted to get through it. <laughs> no, I mean, I thought there was going to be a roundabout. I'm sawing through bone and I'm going into this and that. No, no you're just like instantly like Boom. bone, burning bone, Cool Ranch Doritos done. It, yeah. Wow. Pretty much. Huh. Well, you know, I'll never have to saw through bone. So you can't, never ruin, say never. You can't ruin Cool Ranch Doritos for me. 
You can't ruin them. I really wish I had one to offer you right now. <laughs> I wish I had one to offer you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So here's a uh, random question. Okay. If you had to eat one dessert food forever and always during your runs, right? Like that you had to fuel your runs with one dessert food forever and ever, ever, what would it be? I think chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Yeah. They got actual fuel in them. You don't need a fork. No. Handheld. They got chocolate. They got chocolate. Chocolate is key. I, you know, I was, I often consider red velvet cake. Hmm. I don't know. Cake. You need a fork. You can, I mean, or your hand. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of not great, but I, you know, I often think like, But then if you're, like you're in an ultra and you puke up the red velvet cake, somebody might think. Thank you. You have a GI problem. Yeah, yeah. issues. Yeah. Okay. So chocolate chip cookies. That's, chocolate chip cookies. Like stick to the classics. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Starbursts, but they're not really a dessert. But put in that category. I, I don't know why. No, like peanut M&Ms. Mm. What goes really well for me in distance ones is uh, peanut butter pretzels, though. Those are brilliant food because you got some salt, you got some protein. They're amazing. (laughs) That's what I rationalize with. (laughs) (laughs) There's protein in in peanut butter. And some carbs. Yeah. Uh, Peanut butter pretzels are awesome. I I ate quite uh, pounds of them training for Twisted Branch. Pounds of peanut butter pretzels. Oh, we're off of them. It's not a sweet dessert. But I tend to not eat. I don't love sweets when I'm a ton when I'm feeling for something longer. Mm-hmm. Like food, but the salt potatoes work well. Yeah, like a, a trail mix. So there's a little sweet from the maybe a fried dried fruit or something. So when you're when you're um going through like a a craving when you're running, do you sit there and think about what is happening inside of your body when you eat that thing, or do you just like just grab it and jam it in your face hole and you're done? No, I I want to just. Cram it in my face, but I have to think about it. It depends. Is it a training run? I'm going to try it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) You just call somebody for a ride if it doesn't go so well. (laughs) But if I'm, if I'm in a race, I, I kind of think about, well, how can I balance this? There's probably Mm -hmm. a little too much thinking going on. Yeah. That's okay. uh, You know, I mean, introspection. The races that I've done, I feel like had a lot of really good choices. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're we're like a, almost like present day, right? I mean, you, we, yeah. you you got your you got your B's, your degrees. I got my degree. I got got, got running. I got was, I ran. I did run through PT school though. Yeah. That was definitely stress relief through PT yep. school. And you got hitched. I you got found hitched, out that yeah. Dave ran, so you guys ran. Yep. Water ski, snowshoe. Yeah. Dave ran in high school. Yeah. And then he kind of didn't run twenty. <laughs> didn't run for 20 years. Hey, so. that's what happened to me. I didn't run for like 20 years. It's good to be school. rested. I have fresh knees. You, yeah, fresh. Knees. fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically I coached Dave. Right. And see, now he's run two marathons now. So that's a thing, like, right? If it, That's got to be a pretty strong relationship, right? If you can run together. If you can run together <laughs> and you can coach him while you're running together. Well, you know? This is I was the coach, so maybe <laughs> again when you interview Dave for his podcast, you might want to revisit this from the other side because, hey, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like whining. 
Oh. I I don't mind hearing about people's pain and things like that, but I have a whining aversion. Uh, you can tell me the same thing, but if it has the whining tone, I can't hear it. It's something mm-hmm. in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a saw going through bone, right? Like doesn't smell as bad, but <laughs> whining doesn't smell as bad. <laughs> whining as doesn't cool. smell as bad. As <laughs> okay. Um. So I'm going to look through my notes here real quick and see if there's anything else that I have to talk to you about. What do you want to talk about? You have a running streak? It's my... It's a secret? It's something I don't really talk about. Oh. Oh, Mort. All right. Good job, Mort. Way to go. Running streak. Yeah. I run. I run. Yeah. I think I started in 2007. So I have missed some days. Mm-hmm. So I went to India twice, mm-hmm. and I did not run in India. Hmm. Okay, I went to India. You did? Yeah, I went in two thousand nine. For what? I went with work for work, um, but I went for five weeks in June and uh, oh. July. <laughs> yeah, and monsoon season. Yeah, that it was a, it was a delayed monsoon. So nice. it hit exactly when I was there. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, that's perfect. And then I went back in December. For work for, again? Yeah, for three weeks. So I spent eight weeks in 2009 in India. Wow. It was amazing. Um, so, okay, so you didn't run when you were in India. No, it's so not. Internet, definitely. I mean, yeah. we were in an area that was, they called rural. Mm-hmm. By our standards, we would not, but it was a pretty rural area. But mm-hmm. a lot of... It was, it was safe, but not not good for yeah. me to go out for a run. Right. So international waters, that's fine. Those those days don't count. So well, you run every day. Yes. Every single stinking day. Yep. For ten years. Yeah, just about. I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess it was. I don't really keep right, track Right, you don't that really way. keep track. It's just you just it's a go, daily thing. You just go and do it. Like, do you brush your teeth? Yes. Yes. So. There was a couple times I was camping. I didn't bring my toothbrush. I didn't brush my teeth. But those those are camping. They don't, you know, same <laughs> thing. It's going to stays in What happens at the campsite. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then my teeth fell out because of it. Yeah. And okay, so that's pretty pretty crazy pants. Ten years. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are some of the cooler places that you had to try to squeeze in a run? Camping. Yeah. We stayed on an island, so I did little laps around the uh, very small island. <laughs> but, okay, having a supportive spouse to feel this obsession, I don't know if it's healthy or unhealthy, but whatever. He's supportive, and that's the point. Is like he, he went and would do these, like, 200-meter loops around this that's little a, That's island. a very – that's a boat, not an island. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yep, they got up, but I was like, I didn't have time to run today. He goes, okay, let's get up, let's go. It's like 11.40 p.m., pitch dark. Yep. I mean, we are risking our lives trying to go for a run. You know, Brittany, Brittany Broderick, had, uh, she, was a, she had like a three-year running streak, and um, she was talking about one of those. She had laid down in bed, and she was like, uh, the, it was like a crazy day, and she laid down, and she just got in her mile like before it got to midnight. It was- happened. <laughs> yeah, studying for PT school. Like sometimes yeah. I just all of a sudden, oh, but I was awake. Yeah, you stay up till all hours. Mm-hmm. But it came in handy in some ways because if I felt like 
it's not that I recommend everybody do a running streak. It just kind of happened because I was trying out. I was curious. I was curious. <laughs> I was curious how would it be um, if I ran every day. Now, I don't stick to dogma of like you have to run X number of miles every day. But you can't run up the stairs and say you went for a run. Right. It has to be a deliberate act. So mm. this is where yoga came in. And like it's my daily practice. So 10 minutes or one mile, whichever's longer, you have to do that right. for and it so, and to you have, count. So you have daily yoga, daily running. You got to put those two things together. Well, right? the, the running is yoga. Because mm -hmm. it's and just your practice, your breath, mm -hmm. your moving, your mindful. Running. So if I tried to get away with saying running is yoga, that would not... That wouldn't fly. People would be like, you're not doing yoga right now. You're running around. How are you not You're, you're running. running around the I've 10K loop. You are not doing yoga. That's what people would say to me. Well, maybe I need to teach a class on a 10K loop. Maybe maybe I don't have to do that other kind of yoga. I could just run and call it yoga is what I'm getting at here. Well, yeah. Yoga is what you, I mean, are you there? Are you mindful? Are you with your most, breath? Most of the Are you time. with your heart? Which most runners are. So I would mm. say that it's more meditative, I mm -hmm. think, for, and, you know, distance runners maybe can attest to this, but you, you get into your zones, you get into your places. You, some, some of them aren't pretty either. It's, but you have time to kind of sit in your discomfort, whether it's physical, emotional, psychological. Yeah. You learn to get good in whatever layers of your being mm -hmm. that you're working on. So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> comfortable or uncomfortable. It uh, can be both. Yeah. <laughs> comfortable means uncomfortable. What it's a yoga, country. It's paradox. That's Dr. Nick. Um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So have you even, do you count treadmill runs? Like if it's like negative four, do you go outside? Yes, I go yeah. outside. Good. I don't, like Good. I said, I don't, I think I, last time I was on a treadmill was during PT school when I did a stress test mm. and um, then I went for a run outside later. Mm -hmm. um, just I, I just don't prefer treadmill, but I, it's fine. It's yeah. just my personal Just preference. had to cleanse the palate after that one. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, it was not fun. <laughs> I'm curious because you got to see some wacky stuff at times, right? People come in with like a, eh, it hurts when I do this. And you're like, stop doing that. You do something. Sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, um, yep. wacky stuff. No, I guess know. it's all wacky. Um, I mean, because anytime you've had an, an injury, yeah, it's something that it's kind of like you read online and you think you totally got the diagnosis and then usually come in to me and I'm like, it's actually not that it might be this like, okay, yeah. try this. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, that helps. So wacky stuff. Okay. So here's, here's my recent trend this year. Plantar fasciitis. That's not plantar fasciitis. Everybody's got plantar fasciitis. It right. seems like. Yeah. So plantar fasciitis that sometimes I had a great case of that it was actually a back nerve issue. Hmm. Yeah. So I did, I just treated the lumbar spine and didn't even treat the foot or the leg for that matter, but just treated the spine and the plantar fasciitis was better because it was a nerve mm -hmm. 
issue. So the nerve that connects from the low back goes all the way down the leg. Yeah, right. Well, I have So that's not- kind of, uh, I think that's really interesting. No, that's actually, a- I've had a few cases very similar to that this year where I. That's the puzzle solving yeah. piece of it. Like that you're a whole body, <laughs> not just like. <laughs> yeah, and everybody has their own whole body. They right? do. <laughs> and what's attached to it? Yeah. All the pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And we, we went all the way from Little Sherry all the way up to Big Sherry. Yeah. I think. Do we leave anything out, Mark? Well, there's always more, right? It's a whole yeah. life, but it's it's enough. Like, yeah, I think it's enough. It's good. I guess looking forward. Yeah, what do you want to what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, I'm well, I'm not going to grow up, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's your what's your next I'm gonna degree? I'm going to be Wendy when I grow up. What's your next degree? <laughs> My next degree. <laughs> I don't know, I was just thinking about that the other day actually. <laughs> I haven't talked to Dave yet, so <laughs> maybe we'll do that another time. All right, I mean, you know, nothing like late breaking oh, news right here on the podcast. No, no. No, I'm not doing any breaking news, but hopefully I'll cast a shadows coming up, so I'll do that solo this year. Mm. Considering chalking out again, mm. 50k. You did say Chuck and it's like your favorite race in the whole wide world, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, it, I've done it twice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big haul. It is. Yeah. I have friends and mm-hmm. my son was living in the Pacific Northwest at the time as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a three for one. Three for one. Uh-huh. Good race, good friends and visit. It's a son. great race. And if anybody wants to talk about Chuck and it, <laughs> Yeah. Or the breweries around Bellingham, Washington. <laughs> the breweries Mort could tell you about because mm-hmm. I was running and they sent me picture updates of them at the breweries of Bellingham while I was running the 50K. What were you doing looking at pictures? I heard Chuck and Nuts a little bit technical. It was a little technical. Yes, Actually, I, I didn't look. Did I? Ha- I don't even know if I had my phone. I came back to the finish line and found all these pictures and my phone, and the like timestamps, and oh. we went back and oh, I was here when they were there. And <laughs> we saw you on the course. Forensics. Yeah. So, awesome. Chuck and that's a great race. Anybody wants to chat about it? <laughs> well, then, well, just email Sherry. Email me. <laughs> Chris at Running Inside Out Podcast. Yeah, that's right. I'll forward everything to Sherry. <laughs> She's getting a booking agent shortly. <laughs> yeah. Mort, Mort is her booking agent. Yeah. So cast a shadow. That'll be fun. Yes. I think I want to do Goose a Goose re- races are my favorite. I think I want to do a relay team this year. I would really like to do that, I think. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, Either I'm going to do the Frozen Assets. That'll be fun. Frozen Assets is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's my... um. It's a family tradition for oh, my yeah? family. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> even before, when I had still lived in Baltimore, I used yeah. to travel up here to do frozen assets before I knew Mort and Tim and all those You said guys. that was like one of your first races, your first snowshoe race or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think Frozen Assets was my first snowshoe race. I think it's a lot of people's first snowshoe race. It's a great, if you're, is your first, because it's not it'll be, really long. It'll be my first snowshoe race. I've never done a snowshoe race. <gasps> I'm going to be there. I'm going to take your picture. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. How exciting. It's very exciting. It's not too far off either. No. No, just a couple weeks. So my training plan starts the day after Christmas. 24 weeks to June 10th. So I will be uh, two weeks into a training plan. I go do the frozen assets. And I'll probably. Chris, ha- what are you training for? <laughs> well, 
I guess might as well let the world know now. I'm going to run Laurel Highlands Ultra, which is 70.5 miles. Oh, Chris, and I'm curious how you're training for that. (laughs) What's going on here right now? I'm going to use a book. A book? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to use a book. The author is? And who's the author of that book? So it's Chrissy Mail's book. Oh. Running Your First Ultra. (laughs) Even though it's not really about just running your first ultra, it's... It treats it, though, as if you should look at an ultra with fresh eyes, though, which is what I sort of like. It's an outlook. So, yeah, going to have it's her. All of her training plans are 24 weeks. Yes. So the first week, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> December 26th to January 3rd. That'll be a that'll be a good solid. I, I like it's very auspicious. I think that you're starting on December 26th because that's when my running streak started. Oh, yeah? December 26, 2007. Whoa. Yeah. So that'll be nine years. Nice. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, so that's when I'll start my runs for the, I mean, I'm running now, but the training plan in earnest. So Chrissy's book's pretty solid. Um, the, the One of the main reasons I picked it is the core work. She's, uh, she's so a, proud of you. <laughs> she's a core demon. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to. That's going to be my, um, that's going to be my torn hamstring moment. <laughs> no. I'm going to go. You do your core work. <laughs> I've got to have my epiphany. I'm going to go, huh, this is, this is what I'm meant to be doing is core work. I stand at a balance ball, like two hours, a, a balance disc. I sent you, you, you recommended the balance disc that I use. Um, cause I was like, should I buy this one? You're like, buy this one instead. So I stand on that like two hours a day at work now. If you want somebody to do core work with you, I will do it with you. Okay, I may need somebody to teach to look and poke me and go. No, put your stick your butt in or move your move your back this way. We should do that. We should have core days with our Medved Winter Racing Squad. More, I didn't think of this. If anybody had a Medved Winter Racing Squad is looking for somebody to kill, it's not me. I didn't give her this idea. <laughs> this is totally Chris's idea. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to email my cohorts now and tell them we're having core day. I could use it. I mean, honestly. I right think now, everyone so. could use it, though. So that's why I picked Chrissy's book. And because her book is super cool. It's got beautiful pictures in it. And She's a super cool person. Yeah. So... We'll see what that turns into. Yeah. Should be a blast. I'll be excited to hear more about that, Chris. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) See, I told you, she does everything. So much stuff. That's the one thing that I immediately learned while hanging around with Sherry. Every moment is filled with some sort of excitement, adventure, curiosity, No minutes are wasted. That's it. Action, one after another. And I wasn't fooling about her office. You know, if you got some problems that you feel need to be addressed by a physical therapist, she's a good get. You know, and it's fun there. I mean, it's definitely not boring and it doesn't feel like punishment. So, you know, go check her out at Clover Physical Therapy. Her contact information will be in the show notes. Okay, so... Psychology, physical therapy, yoga, and now let me remind you, massage, all these things. They're they're all for taking care of you in your one body, as Sherry would say. The code for 15 bucks off a 60-minute massage from Josh Stratton is website. Y'all know Josh. He's the beastly hill-crushing runner that knows how to quickly find all the achy sore spots when he's not crushing hills. He's a licensed massage therapist. 
So he's in Winton Place, and he'll really help you out, including the discount, you know? So check out the links in the show notes to find his Facebook page and contact him for an appointment. Use the code website for 15 bucks off a 60-minute massage. 60 minutes, 50 bucks. Can't beat it. Now, be sure to check out the episode show notes. Again, see, I'm just beating on these things. I don't know. You know why? Because it's like when I listen to a podcast and I forget like everything the podcaster told me to do, you just look at the show notes and they're all there. So you're like, oh, what was that place? What was that race? What was that person? And boom, boom, boom. There they go. So anyways, you can check out some of the topics like venomous snakes in California, Anasara Yoga, and the Goose Adventure Snowshoe Series, as well as information on our sponsors. You can also find links to our Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. As you heard in the podcast, Sherry will be at the Goose Snowshoe Races, as will I. So come hang out with us, chat, so long as you don't talk about snakes or heights. And now to tell you about our last sponsor, whom I hope you are becoming more familiar with. Rochester Running Company is located on Mount Hope Avenue in Collegetown. It's a new store. It's focused on being a social hub for runners. If you're looking to get in some good long runs this winter, way to make some new friends and uh, get all shaped up for spring marathon training season, check out their free Saturday long runs. Rochester Running Company will be starting free paced group runs in January. They have speeds from 7 minutes 30 seconds per mile up to 13 minutes a mile as well as some walking groups. I said paced group runs, right? That's right. Yes, they are currently looking and filling pacer spots for all speeds. They'll have incentives and rewards for pace leaders as well. So if you're interested in becoming a pacer and getting some cool store perks, you can email the store at rochesterrunningco at gmail.com or call 585-417-5575. This information will also be linked in those show notes. So check out the Rochester Running Company Facebook page for more info on the group runs and see all the other hustle and bustle with many pop-up runs or running-related activities constantly being discussed and organized. Bring your friends, bring your running group, make some new friends, meet on the running groups. Rochester Running Company, run our city together. Thank you to all of this month's Patreon supporters. Your continued financial support helps keep me moving and improving this podcast. If you look forward to this podcast each week and it inspires, educates, or entertains you regularly, consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Check out the homepage and click the Patreon banner. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. Thank you. A big thanks to all of you that are clicking the Amazon referral link while doing some December shopping. Early numbers look like you raised about 27 bucks for the podcast. That, my friends, adds up and keeps all these crazy Christmas lights a-flickering. I made that line up. Isn't that neat? Keeps all those crazy Christmas lights a-flickering. And if you want to chat about this episode with other listeners or just simply share your snowshoeing or snake-fearing stories, Drop a line on the Facebook page or shout at me on Twitter at Run Inside Out. Also, consider joining the Running Inside Out Slack, where we talk about all manner of things from recent episodes to our latest and greatest run. It's sort of like social media, but without the media. Really, we just chat about running and random stuff. If Slack sounds like your kind of place, check out the Strava group 
or the sidebar of the website for a link that will get you a Slack invite. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there. At Harrier Hollister Spencer Park in Honeyway, New York. At Harrier Hollister Spencer Park in Honeyway, New York. I'm never going to get that Harriet Hollister Spencer thing to roll off my tongue, so...